Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey everyone, Dr. Scott here. Once you hop on real quick before we start with today's episode and let you know that our next challenge event registration link is live. It is in the show notes for dates and additional information. You can also go to www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live, www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. And now to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott. I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, how are you? Rock and rolling. We are off and about to dive into a something we haven't done in a while. And um, I'm excited about it. It's been a minute since uh, we've done a listener Q&A session. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a really good conversation. So, um in our typical uh, fasting for life fashion, we want to go through them, give you guys some conversation, some real time perspective, um, and then some action on what we can do uh, to answer the questions first and foremost, but then also go put this into our day to day. So, yeah, Tommy, which one do you want to start with? Uh, good question. Let's see. I think I think we should go with. Um, with one that I, I hadn't heard anybody bring up um, before until until recently. And it was, how do I actually end my window? I thought that was um, an interesting question. Yeah. And so first of all, a couple terms here. So eating window. So we, we, we talk about things in terms of, um, you know, your fasting period and then you're eating your open window or, or when you'd be eating period, right? So yeah. During your eating window, during, let's say, for instance, there's, and this is a whole nother conversation when people bring up uh, one meal a day, like, does that really mean one meal? Like, how do I, if I'm doing one meal a day, yeah, 23 hour fast, is it, how do I, does that mean every night my meal gets later? Well, no. And then the opposite side of that is, well, okay, I have an eating window, so I'm just going to eat whatever the heck I want. No, that's not it either. There's, there's a, there's a line in between. So how do you close your eating window after you've had your meal? Um, you've had the glass of wine with dinner. You've planned what you're eating, right? You've had a, a, a balanced plate or you've had a, um, you know, the, the family dinner, the, the spaghetti dinner that, you know, you do once a month with, you know, the family or whatnot, whatever the occasion is, special occasion, normal meal, mm-hmm. lunch, uh, business lunch, so how do you end the window? Um, and this came up when people were actually saying that they're having trouble stopping it. So they open their window with a nice solid meal, but then they find themselves going to the cupboard or snacking or looking for more. Yeah. And and, and sometimes that can be triggered from um, from that fear of missing out, you know, when you're, you're kind of anticipating the window and you're like, ooh, I, I know what I'm going to have whenever my window opens up. And then you kind of, you have a little mental uh, checklist of those things that, that you wanted to include in your window. And, um, 
you know, so so coming up with with a cue or a ritual, some sort of habit um, to actually trigger that that finite that that defining. Now it's time to close my window, start my fasting timer, and then get to my next fast. Like instead of just that soft break um, that can tend to just trail on. Ripping the bandaid off. You just right. spoke to me in the fear of missing out because. Uh, back when I started fasting, it was always whenever I leave in the morning, I take a couple of protein bars with me, mm-hmm. which are pretty much like candy bars. Even though I had the healthy ones, they still had, they were still. They're big I, too. Yeah, it was like yeah. 500 calories too. You can get them. Yeah, not yeah, not the, not the apple pie special from GNC. These were the the Kirkland Costco brand. So they were a little bit better. You know, had stevia in them. They, they had some fiber, you know. So, but anyway, I would I would look for, you know, that stuff. Um, during my, my window, this would be after we'd have a full, a full dinner. Right. Right. So, um, I like the idea of, you know, what is that thing that you can put in there? Um, that will be your cue. So we talk a lot about habits, um, breaking the old diet mentality, the old habits that come along with that. And, um, you know, for some people, uh, we we had an interesting conversation with some of our uh, group coaching people and it was, the, this one person who had just kind of been hanging out um, and in a, in a, after a fat loss phase and more of a maintenance situation started renaming that meal, my big meal. Yeah. And I joked, it was like a big Mac. Yeah. Um, even though big Macs are to me are, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it, but big meal. Right. Big so meal. if I'm going to pick this, full transparency here, if I'm going to pick a cheat meal from a fast food chain, I don't even know if I want to say this. Should I say it? I don't know if I should say it. I would go with Taco Bell. Is Taco how, Bell. how sad. So if you like the Big Mac analogy, great. I'm a Taco Bell guy. I can't even tell you the last time I ate it. Um, but the big meal framework was kind of cool. So then after the big meal, you know, you have this cue is like, all right, I got a bottle of water. After I eat, I got my bottle of water. I've got my cup of tea and I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, for some people it might be a, a coffee. You know, if you if you really like dinner and you don't want it to mess with your sleep pattern, um, do a decaf, um, you know, or just a, a much smaller cup. Something that that gives you, you know, something to do, something to look forward to. I, I like something that involves a physical action too, like actually going over and making that 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 glass of tea or that that cup of coffee, um, you know, or or going over and actually getting that bottle of water or sparkling water, whatever it is, pouring it and then you know, enjoying it, or maybe you, you actually take it away from the table too, physically removing yourself from where the big meal happened. And, you know, she, she called it big meal because, um, she didn't like the idea of, of being pigeonholed into a certain time of day when she was going to eat that one meal a day. And so mm-hmm. whether it was, it was not usually breakfast, but even if it was breakfast or it was lunch or it was dinner, um, no matter what time it was, it was going to be big meal. So I thought that was a cool framework. Yeah, I, th- I like the, the, there was a couple other simple hacks here too in frame in framing it would be, you know, I like your idea of getting out of the kitchen, getting away from it. Um, but you might have to walk by your pantry or your, you know, True. <laughs> or, or the wine closet. I don't know. Um, maybe getting out like a, a post dinner walk with the family, maybe taking the dog yeah. out, maybe going out back, you know, um, throwing the tennis ball, maybe, you know, whatever it is, try to put something in there to be like, all right, this is it. This is my cue. Um, to end it. But I like this one even more, which was brush your teeth. Because yeah. 
I don't know That's about you, one. but I, I, um, depending on the morning, depending on the coffee requirement, right. Um, there may be a time where I push the brushing of the teeth back a little mm-hmm. until Deep I've had through. that first cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, it, it works cause right? yeah, I mean, brush your teeth and yeah, it's gross. Right. So I really like that as just a simple one to be like, Oh, wow, I've never actually thought of that. So yeah. I don't remember, I think I might've been a listener. I don't remember who said that, but it was, it was a really cool kind of like little quick thing you could do. Yeah, that's a good one. And, um, uh, I, I do like the one getting out of the house, you know, taking the dogs on a walk, um, you know, family walk, something like that. Even something as simple as just, um, we're done eating. And then now it's, it's time to actually clean the kitchen, like put the kitchen away, all of the the dishes and, you know, everything that it, it took to actually prepare the meal. Um, you know, that, that's, that's a project in and of itself sometimes, um, depending on how, how intricate the dinner was. Um, but that can be enough to get you away from the table and get into kind of a different kind of mode. And it becomes very clear in your mind that, you know, that the kitchen is closing. Uh, we're done here. Still can't believe I gave away my Taco Bell secret. Um, Good all right. I, I like the, this other two is this kind of transitioned into the second um, Q and a when, and you could even use this as your closing queue, your, your closing window mm-hmm. would be a couple of squares of like a dark chocolate. Yeah. Um, because some people do struggle with the craving, especially if you're starting to, you know, eat different foods, you're changing your diet. Um, you know, you're, you're having that sweet craving, which, um, there's a supplement I'll mention here in just a minute too, that could possibly help. But as you make any change, um, the realization that it's going to be difficult and there's going to be setbacks or hiccups is a realization. So using the chocolate to close your window would be another one, which transitions us into the sweet craving type conversation. Um, and there's a few, a few conversations we can have around this. But typically, if you're having a craving, your body is telling you that, you know, it's undergoing a change or it's it's um, there's a few simple things or, or a few simple indications of what could be causing that. Yeah. And then, you know, for me, um, the sweet cravings, I mean, they were very real. I had, um, you know, it was it was just like like candy and sweet things like I, I had a sugar addiction that I didn't realize until until, you know, basically 30 years old. Um that, that I had that. And, you know, so, so those sweet cravings were, were real, but, um, you know, as the insulin spikes, as I I started to get a hold of those and the blood sugar spikes, um, those sweet cravings, you know, really started to go away very quickly. But, um, so I, I I just wouldn't keep those things in the house, um, anymore for me personally. And I, I started, I started, um, like leveling up my, the darkness of my chocolate because, the darker it gets, the less it's the less enjoyable. Right. Yeah, like, you know, you, you're kind of like, you're kind of hacking that, that dopamine response, making it a little less enjoyable, but at the same time, it still gives you some of, you know, what you're looking for. Um, but not to the point where I need to eat a bar of dark chocolate, you know, but like a little square or two, um, goes a long way for that. And then it's just like, okay, like, you know, just, just forming, the, the boundary of it is much easier, I think, than like a super sweet chocolate or a, let alone like a, a commercial candy bar. Yeah, the, the um, I love that one. Another one that we, we've we seen a lot, um, and we use almonds as something, um, as a precursor to if you're starting to have di- uh, digestive changes, 
where you break your fast and you have to run to the bathroom, doing a handful of almonds and slowly mm-hmm. going into the meal has actually been really game changing for a lot of people. Yeah. But for cravings too, almonds and ra- uh, like a handful of almonds and raisins together, um, almost like a little basic trail mix um, can be helpful as well. Um, and physiologically, a couple of things um, under underlying could be a hydration thing. So um, definitely want to stay hydrated. Make sure you're taking in um, the, the basic trace minerals. Or if you're doing a longer fast, or you just started fasting, you want to be using the salt in your water. So a something like a Himalayan salt or a sea salt, not a, you know, basic iodized Morton's table salt. Um, but that's one thing. And then the second thing is your body could be going through the transition between being a sugar burner and switching over into ketosis. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be looking for that, that quick hit. So, um, underlying things would be, you know, look at, put in some things that you could do like the chocolate or the almonds and raisins, but know that you could be just pushing through a barrier and, um, the hydration is a key piece too. Yeah. I think you brought up a great point there that, that switching over from sugar burning into ketosis and getting into the fat burning mode. Um, you know, that, that craving can be, can be kind of intense for a little while. So, um, if, you know, if that hits you, you know, set a timer, um, don't, you know, you don't have to give into it. Um, you can push past that. Um, so I I recommend a a small timer, um, 10, 15 minutes is probably all it's going to take. Um, take that time and, you know, have 16 ounces of, of water or grab a sparkling water or something. And that craving will probably pass, but especially if you're, you're just starting off with fasting, if you haven't switched over into ketosis very often or very many times, um, that can be kind of a, a new feeling to try to trick you into bringing in a little bit more sugar to make the, um, the transition a little more prolonged. Um, yeah. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently, um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off, but most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old, has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child, and we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. We take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money, and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund. 
minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com, use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. Yeah, I, um, I, I dealt with cravings a lot for me. It's stress related when stress goes up. I crave some of the more um, savory foods to begin with. But then mm-hmm. I notice if I get into the savory foods, um, then like like a date night, the next day I'll be like, oh my gosh, I woke up and I want like chocolate chip pancakes. I don't even like pancakes. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want that sweet sweetness. Um, so just learning over the time to learning those cues which is, which is really cool um, as you get more accustomed to fasting and putting some more solid boundaries around your windows. And um, so your body underneath is trying to tell you something. So typically hydration, like we said, you're going, possibly going through a transition. You can use something like, you know, uh, a super dark chocolate, a handful of almonds and raisins. Um, so hopefully that is kind of, kind of, full picture of what a craving could be. One last recommendation would be using a magnesium supplement, which would also help with the hydration side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I use is bio optimizers. It's a, it's a profile of all seven different forms of magnesium. So it, it, it can hit the muscle. Um, it can hit the, the electrolyte portion. It can help with the sleep, the mood digestion. Um, and then one of the things is magnesium is really great for cravings. So uh, bio optimizers is the one that I use. And I notice when I take that consistently at night, um, I have less cravings the next day. Uh, and the last thing, Tommy, I want to touch on with cravings is what is your previous meal look like the day before? Yeah, that's a good one. And I, I think that's where some of that, that pancake discussion came from too, right there. Right. Right. Cause you know, the, the, the more like kind of indulgent or, or restaurant, more processed carbohydrates, like the, the, the day before, like you talked about a date night, um, the later that is in the day is going to be, it, it's just going to make you, it, it's going to make you have a tougher time the next day. Um, especially if you ended that meal and then jumped into a longer fast right after that. I mean, that's just going to be, it's just going to make the transition back into the fast that much tougher. <laughs> it's going to make it a little bit more volatile to get into ketosis where you're going to feel a little bit more of those cravings. Those hunger pangs are going to be more intense. I mean, those are hormonally driven, um, you know, as, as well as just recent volume of food, you know, so the bigger meal, more carbohydrate rich um, is just going to make it that much tougher. Hey everyone, wanted to hop on here real quick and let you know that the next challenge event Registration page is live. The next 10-day Fasting for Life ramp-up challenge is live. Registration is open. You can go to the show notes for the dates and the link to get registered. You can also go to www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. And Tommy, real quick, so we don't take away from today's episode, um, 
why we created these challenges and the results we've been seeing was very intentional. You and I, when we started fasting, we were looking for support, we were looking for people to talk to, we were looking for answers and research and guidance. And really we've packaged it kind of all into one. So tell everybody real quick, uh, what's on the inside and what's waiting for them? Yeah, during the 10 day challenge, I mean, the, the format that, that we figured out that, that works so well for people, no matter where you are in your fasting journey, whether you're new to fasting or you're an experienced faster, maybe you're stuck in a plateau or looking to re-energize, the way that we've put together the, the schedule and the education um, and the resources along this 10 day timeline has just been incredible and in delivering amazing results to so many people uh, so far. So it's it's gonna be another incredible challenge and I, I can't wait to get started. So we'll see you on the inside and let's get back to today's episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that was, I noticed starting fasting and we hear this from a lot of people that come into the challenges or into the group coaching matrix um, where they've been on and off or it's like, what do I do to break my fast? Well, that's a whole nother conversation. We've done some episodes on it, but making sure that you're eating that balanced plate um, with more of the complex natural carbs, starchy veggies, that kind of thing mm -hmm. will also help with keeping those cravings over time. And, and just realize that over time, your, your leptin resistance will come down as the insulin resistance comes down as well. As you lose the body weight, um, this stuff should decrease. Um, and if it tends to increase and, you know, reach out to us, we can, we can help you through that. Um, there's a few things to look at there, but um, the next one is I really like, this uh, framework and it's, it was more of a realization from a listener than it was a question, but I really like it. And it was um, in a Facebook message and it was, uh, I was putting some thought to why am I eating? Mm. So, and <laughs> the way it was kind of laid out, yeah. what'd you say? There's so many layers there. Why am I eating? Right. So it's okay. Am I really hungry? Or is it one of the other 1,000 reasons that could be telling me to eat the time of day, my habits, my spouse, uh, the lunch, the lunchtime window? I drove by a fast food restaurant. All the social somebody just heated something up in the microwave. Yeah, saw a commercial. So why are you eating? Or the person said, "Why am I eating?" Right as a realization, and I just thought it was a cool kind of touch point um, or discussion point. Yeah, because, uh, you know, on, on the surface, it, I mean, it sounds obvious. Well, I'm, I'm eating because I'm hungry. But, um, you know, if if you've accumulated any weight, then that means by design, by definition, that you have eaten when the body didn't need further nutrition at that point. So you, you, you pre-ate calories before you had a chance to expend them. Um, so, so that means there must be something else going on here, at least some of the time. And, and like you alluded to there, there's so many other strong hunger cues, just, just the hunger pangs we just discussed, just from the, the night before the, the more indulgent meals um, that can carry over to the next day. So if you did have those chocolate chip pancakes that you had that craving for because of the mm -hmm. night before, you, you didn't have that craving because you were that much hungrier. But if you had chocolate chip pancakes, um, you could have had, you know, twice the insulin response than if you had, you know, your normal breakfast, if you even ate breakfast, but normally you would, you would wake up and might not even be hungry for breakfast, let alone Which is typical. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone, you know, 800 to 1200 calories worth of 
you know, some, some syrup and some butter on some chocolate chip pancakes, you know, and then you, you're going to be storing those. This is going to take you, you know, 12 or 18 hours to burn off after that. And that's one of the, the, the other cool realizations over time is knowing that the choice you're making could potentially have the known fallout that you would expect. So I know for me, if I eat something like that in the middle of the morning, I'm going to be dead tired between two and three. I'm going to have more brain fog. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel sluggish. So that for me is like, okay, I know I'm making this choice. I'm only going to hurt myself, but man, I don't have the afforded uh, ability um, to have that most days with two kids under four in the business. And it's just, I, I can't, you know, that was the old life, right? So knowing, um, you know, that it look stopping and just taking that moment being present in that moment, why am I wanting to eat right now? Why am I reaching for this can be really powerful. Yeah. I, I, I think there's, there's so many examples. And if, um, you know, if you, if you really look at it the next time you kind of walk by the pantry or something sounds good, or you say, oh, you know what I haven't had in a while. And, you know, you just remember something or it was a commercial that you saw, like think how easy it would be to, to eat in that moment. But before you had that thought, like you weren't, you weren't hungry. You didn't need nutrition, you know, in that moment. So, you know, some of, some of what we're doing when we're fasting and we're, we're losing some of the old weight it's, it's providing that time that we didn't utilize before whenever we, we ate those uh, during those times. And we, we took in the nutrition and the calories that we didn't have the time to burn just yet. Yeah. I love that. The stored weight that we have on our bodies is like a, is some, is a, is a, is a caloric pay down that needs to take place. We've got this stored energy. We need to burn it off. So stop putting more energy in. Um, you said something about nutrition there, which really transitions into our fourth question um, from you guys, which was, do I need to take a multi, a daily multivitamin if I'm starting to fast? And there's going to be a lot of different perspectives out there, but this is, I want to kind of walk through how we frame this. Yeah, I really like that question because, um, you know, that that's one of those, those kind of initial hurdles that, that we hear a lot where just getting started with fasting can be can be just several layers of, of mental hurdles and question marks and fear um, that kind of keep us from taking the first step or hitting the gas whenever we, we really feel like we're onto something and something's starting to work. We Maybe we, we're starting to feel better. The scale starts to move, but these little questions and little fears can kind of come in and, and the daily vitamin and am I getting enough nutrition? Um, don't I, I need to be eating throughout the day to make sure I'm getting enough nutrition? Um, that, that's one of the big ones, right? Yeah, two things here for me. One, this is a really easy fix. If you're concerned about it, then take a multivitamin, right? There's really no, sure, go right ahead. It's not going to hurt you. Do, you. do we feel you have to? No, um, but it's not going to hurt you, right? Longest recorded mm -hmm. fast, 382 days, doctor supervised, um, and he took a multivitamin, right? In that case, which leads me to the second thing would be depending on your diet. If you are a, um, you know, if you are a, someone that eats out a lot, that does fast foods, that does processed foods, that has a lot of sugar in their diet. Mm -hmm. Um, just removing some of that from like, let's say you eat that stuff, two meals out of the three meals a day, 
just removing one of those. So now you have a 50% reduction in the standard American diet or the sad diet type food, right? Mm-hmm. You have a, so you're doing the bad oils, the processed stuff, right? And you're switching over, or you're just removing it. You're not even improving your diet. You're just removing it. That's going to be a net, net a net positive win for your body in terms of nutritional intake. You're taking in less of the bad stuff. You are removing that additional increase, right? Or that 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 intake of that stuff. Yeah. So, in my opinion you are going to be winning by just removing or replacing one of those meals with no meal or eating at home, right? Absolutely. So the the nutrition thing is, you know, when we're looking at your plate, you want to keep the balanced plate. You want to have a good source of lean protein. You want to have some good healthy fat. You want to have, if you're going to do the carbs, the starchy veggies, veggies um, the natural carbohydrates, the less processed and refined carbs, sweet potatoes, et cetera. Um, and you're going to be, I mean, if you've got some substantial weight to lose, you're going to be making massive progress in terms of overall health where the daily multivitamin should just be kind of a small little afterthought. So just a couple of different things there that when that question comes up, that's where my brain goes to. Yeah. And and I I remember um, we've had a few people who, who expressed concern about doing any sort of longer fast, even going beyond maybe 18 hours, uh, let alone 24 or 36 hours, because they kind of had that idea that, well, I'm going to be going past the 24 hour mark and I, I don't want to miss my, my vitamin dose, you know, because, um, they're, you know, they're, they're concerned with going too long without that vitamin intake. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the way to think about that is that, you know, when, when you're, when you're eating, if you're taking a multivitamin, most of the time, if you're eating nutritious foods, you know, some of those things are going to go beyond a hundred percent and the, the benefits of, um, the benefits of that longer fast going to that 30 or that 36 hour mark are going to far outweigh, you know, the, the precise timing of the intake of those micronutrient vitamin, um, levels. So, um, you know, I, I, I feel like that's, that's a good one to, to kind of really think through critically if you feel like that's one of your your like stopping points or your your mental hurdles to getting to your your next longest fast um because you know you could be missing out on a very very good opportunity to um to make substantial progress then yeah and i i i um it's for me i use a athletic screens um powder i used to have another multivitamin that i would use on my fasting days Am I not on my pretty much, unless I'm doing an extended fast, I use this almost every day Mm -hmm. and I use it because I feel better when I take it. Like I just feel it doesn't have any caffeine or anything in it. I just feel like it's like a, an infusion of nutrition. Like I, I like it. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big vegetable guy. I like fresh cooked vegetables. I don't like reheated vegetables. I really don't like being in the kitchen very often. Fasting has simplified that for me. So I Mm -hmm. like using this as my multivitamin but really from the perspective that it's giving my body some additional nutrition um, and getting my, my greens and veggies in. So um, just another little different perspective that you could possibly look there, but um, really good questions. Uh, Tommy, anything else to add uh, on any of these before we kind of wrap up? Yeah, I would just, I would just add there that um, if you are used to uh, having a lot of processed foods or fast foods, um, you know, having, adding in a few additional, adding in a few additional um, servings of veggies, that you can prepare at home 
is going to be a great way to ramp up the the amount of, of vitamins and, and micronutrients that you're actually bringing into your overall diet. So taking those those eating opportunities as a chance to bring in really, really good nutrition and focusing on on that as a way to um, kind of reframe what you're eating when you are breaking your fast can be a great way to, um, you know, bring in the nutrients that you need and, you know, keep reinforcing the really good habits that are going to accelerate your fasting results too. Cool announcement here and a shout out to you guys as um, the faithful listeners. Uh, I can't imagine, Tommy, that we just broke 300,000 downloads yeah. um, over the last 14 months. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. So shout out to y'all. Uh, much love and appreciation to you guys that keep chiming in and keep giving us the positive feedback. Um, fasting isn't for everybody. The fasting lifestyle isn't for everyone. Um, do we believe that there's benefit for everybody if you do it? Yeah, absolutely. It's been game changing for us. So, um, for each one of you listeners that downloaded an episode and listened, uh, we appreciate you. Um, we love doing these Q and a sessions. We got away from them for a little while, but we are back. So keep sending in your questions. Let's keep this conversational. Let's keep it actionable. You can go to our website, www.thefastingforlife.com. You can download the fast start guide. If you have any questions, reach out to us at info at the fasting for life. Drop us a message on Facebook. We appreciate all reviews, mostly the five-star ones. Tommy, thank you as always, sir. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free fast start guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.